Hi everyone, and thank you for joining. Um, it was a very, very short notice, and thank you, Doctor, actually getting your colleagues on board over here. And I really for you all to join us late in the night. I know you all already have a very hectic day, and this is really, really appreciated. So. Um, Basically, uh, the session is going to be about, as we all know, Women's Day is coming up. Uh, everyone can hear me clearly, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we all know the Women's Day is coming up and I've been having this uh, idea in my mind for a quite a while now. I already discussed like a few one month ago with Dr. Patusha that I wanted to kind of create an energy around the female doctors because I've been, you know, active on social media, Med Piper, we've been active and we've been understanding that female doctors haven't been, you know, really strong headed when it comes to um, the career in the healthcare industry. And that is not because something uh, is something you know, lacks on their end, but majorly from the industry of or even from the society that makes them kind of deal with which um, that makes, it makes it difficult for them to move ahead and grow ahead, even as it is as small as finding or looking for a job. So this is why I wanted to do like a very quick small session. We will be doing many sessions moving forward as well, again as per av availability. But I wanted to kick off something and just see if we are kind of doing something a discussion like this, and if you'd be interested for more. So um, I would like uh, to, you know, every one of you could start introducing yourself first, one by one, and then we'll move ahead with the discussion. Um, Dr. Pratisha, would you like to start? Sure. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pratisha. I mean, uh, you all know me by now. So I am a doctor. I just finished my MBBS, including the internship in 2020. And since then, uh, I uh, recently I've joined and I'm working for Mosaic Wellness as a doctor at Man Matters. And uh, yeah, that is from my side. Yeah. So over to others. Sure. Anyone can take the lead. Hi, uh, hi guys. I'm Dr. Sirisha. I am a recent graduate. I graduated from Malala Institute of Medical Sciences. 20 batch and after that I've started working uh, since the COVID period I worked in COVID hospitals and I'm now working in uh, a government health center. Great, great. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. Um, yes. Okay, so I'll go next. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Naila. I also finished my graduation in 2020 and since then uh, I've been working on and off. Uh, sometimes I like a couple of months I worked uh, at hospitals and after that I left because of the pandemic and uh, I also had a short stint in uh, one of the insurance companies. Uh, I worked briefly for about a few months, like two or three months, and then I left and now I'm preparing for uh, my clinical exam, uh, which is lab. Wow, wow. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much for introducing yourself. Um, yep. I think we are left with Dr... Yeah. Yeah, you're on mute, Doctor. You're on mute. Yeah. Uh, are you able to hear me now? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm Dr. Shalom Dhavia. I completed my MBBS in the year 2019, followed by an year of internship, which I completed in 2020. Post that I worked for a couple of organizations like clinics, uh, some government associations, and uh, Recently left my job at uh, Mosaic, Mosaic Wellness as a doctor in B-Body Wise. Now I'm currently pursuing my postgrad. Great. Thank you so much, everyone, for introducing yourself. So um, we are going to celebrate uh, basically Women's Day with Medpiper. What are we going to discuss today is the topic that is on the screen. Uh, the first topic we'll start off with the female doctors percentage to male doctors in India will be followed by more women study medicine but a very few of them practice medicine. Why would you think that it is it is a scenario? Third, the challenges and advices you have faced and have received as female doctor, doctor in the industry. 
And last, advice to other female associates on having a safe and growing career in the healthcare industry. So I would like to, uh, I don't want me to be the one only who is speaking over here. It's more of a discussion. Anyone who has ideas on, basically there have been many surveys, I'll, I'll just kick off, on which uh, we are all already aware of that the percentage of female doctors in India is quite low as compared to the male doctors. Why would you think that has been? I know the answers are also pretty common to this, but I still, to spread light on this, why it is there and still why is it consistent after all these years even after covid has been affected but still the scenario continues to be the same anyone would like to discuss on it uh the ratio of male and female doctors if you're talking about i think uh, if you get into a medical college you'll see more females than compared yeah. to male mm -hmm. but the one practicing is pretty less <laughs> and i think uh, the credit for that has to be given to a little bit to families because I think male or female, without mm -hmm. family support, it's not possible for anyone to practice. I mean, you can pull down a male, you can pull down a female. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> and also, why they are not practicing? Because I think female innately in our DNA family comes first. So... You're, we're all inclined to, you know, being setting up a home. We want to be homemakers as well as have a career. If you have supporting partners or family or parents, brother, sister, anyone, I think it's a push and it's like, you do you, I do me, both together we can do it well. If that is there, I think the ratio of practicing females will also be equal. So do you believe, Dr. Vidya, that is actually the scenario in every household that people, uh, both partners are so, you know, um, supportive of each other? Is that no, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah. That's no, why no, family, it, it, the brunt is on the family. So exactly. you see a successful female, you have to applaud her as well as her family for letting her be her. Yeah. You know? For encouraging her to be equal equal. She's already equal, but giving her the equal opportunity to move forward rather mm -hmm. than stay at home or uh, you know even pressurizing her like. Or something like that. Okay. Man, like, uh, why did you come to late? Why do you question a woman? Of course. I think, I think uh, Dr. Sarisha uh, has something to say on this. Yes. Yeah. So, I think the scenario has been changing recently because I I'm seeing many uh, you know young female doctors coming up to work more than their male counterparts also, and uh, I think it's like. It's, it's also because of the male, uh, male uh, uh, the counterparts. They've been encouraging the females in their homes or whoever studied, uh, like doctors and all. They've been encouraging a little, little bit. I would, I would say maybe this generation, gener our generation, because I know, I know doctors who are working with me. They're like, uh, she's like sixty years old because I, I work in the government sector, and okay. I. Doctor, she's a gynecologist. Okay, she's a, I as as far as I know her, she's a wonderful clinician. But still, okay. she's only working in the government setup in a very small setup. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not even a huge setup. Uh, just because the reason is her doctor, her her uh, husband is also a doctor who happens to be an gynecologist. Okay, so it's okay. like she dedicates her, all of her time to her. Obviously, doesn't have time to practice outside anywhere. So I just work for three hours, and she's been doing that. Since. So just imagine about that. She only practices for years since twenty-five years, and that is only a half work. So I think definitely that's enough. And uh, taking this scenario and looking at a flip side, I think uh, yeah. not only the family's support uh, when it comes to a person's responsibilities, I think women do take their uh, uh, roles. Uh, I mean, they try to multitask a lot. So their uh, title is not only a doctor, it is also a daughter, a wife, a sister. So um, so they, they do try to juggle a lot of, you know, medical uh, issues that is the, uh, you know, the clinical issues as well as the household issues too. And so uh, I think we are uh, always bound by some invisible uh, rope that is the obligations towards our family or, you know, towards uh, uh, not only your career, but it's, uh, something is, uh, that is also our uh, personal and family life.
so i think uh, it is both a choice and also a boundary that women have around themselves uh, that uh, i think it will be really hard for someone to come out of it and uh, the key is to you know balance it somehow i think uh, with the advent of teleconsultation also there has been a little bit of change where you know uh, people can uh, you know uh, give their consultations uh, through a safe environment with a flexible timing uh, that might actually help them uh, through their uh, personal lives uh, but it's still a, it's still a baby right so we still have a long way to go of course of course thank you so much for your insight everyone dr nella i mean i mean uh, what would you have your thoughts on this basically and how do you, do you believe do you uh, pursue teleconsultation as of now after post covid um yeah i mean the reason i left my job at uh, a hospital was because of covid and it was pratyusha who actually introduced me to this uh, it was a teleconsultation uh, field so i really felt that it was very uh, flexible and i could work around it and uh, you know it was and also the advantage of uh, not having to face patients uh, directly because we don't even know like you know if they have their covid positive or not so uh, teleconsultation somehow you know it it uh, tackled all those issues i was still able to um, provide support counsel my patients um so it was it was a good experience and uh, through teleconsultation for me i would like thing is also because i think uh, uh, you know being physically present uh, in a hospital also matters to a doctor as uh, dr nayla was saying because the uh, transportation and all that is also a big issue for female doctors okay as you see most of most of the male doctors who been working vigorously through all these days they they do a lot of night duties one thing okay and they have where they want and uh, that that uh, cannot really happen all the time with female doctors so all the female doctors might not be able to drive be able to access transport one that but driving the safety also comes in my yeah. way to be able to yeah i agree you know ge- geographical limitations we do face yeah. as if you see like if you uh, go to hospitals also at night you know the late night shifts are generally you will find like male doctors but yeah. in the morning probably have more of uh, the female staff available yeah yeah i would like to add to that uh, so i once received a uh, you know an opportunity to actually work in a public set, setup basically so it was most of more of a charity based hospital where they were starting especially for people you know in the slums where they you know they could uh, they could come for come to you for consultation i think it was a pre consultation and it looked so beautiful i was ready to work but uh, the catch there was the timings were uh, afternoon 2 to night 9:30 okay and the area was so bad that uh, at that time you would find the few people who were already drunk and couldn't reach home or who were planning to get drunk and not go home okay so when you look at that scenario i don't think any uh, anyone except the one who actually lives in that area would be ready uh, to work at such hours so uh, i think that is also one of the huge limitations that we have as uh, women and as uh, you know i think the it's not the fault of uh, the doctors it's more of the fault that uh, our gender is something that is limiting us in a lot of ways uh i think uh, the safety is a huge concern because whenever we keep uh, forgetting about all the perils that we have we hear something that uh, just you know pokes you again it's like it's still here of course so you know gender limitation i think it's a societal limitation i mean it's the uh responsibility of the society to keep society. us safe as well create a safe environment for yeah. you know female yeah. not just in the healthcare industry even for me also Everybody you know is, yes. marketing but it, it is very difficult for me to imagine you know having a home away from my office one or one to two hours because for days that when it gets late it's really difficult so you know if we talk about all of this here i i am showing you an image on my screen if you see this is a graph a survey was done for enrollment data from medical colleges in maharashtra so as you see over here is actually dipped a lot the percentage of women to medical courses has dipped from 49.4% in 
2015 to 16 to 44.8% you know, in uh, 2018 to 19. And it has continued to be the same. So I don't have the recent years here. That's why. So, I mean, if you see all of those reasons, kind of are those the reasons that is affecting the students also for opting in the colleges? Or what could be the reason for this that females have kind of, you know? Uh, I think the course uh -huh. by itself is a limitation. Yes. I, mean, I think that because of because of like social media, like they're coming to know about many more opportunities. You know, even parents are more accepting nowadays. Uh, you know, we have like startups and everything coming up these days. So that could be a reason. It's not maybe a bias. We actually have uh, more options to explore. Uh, I think our mm -hmm. times when we were choosing our eleventh uh, and twelfth grade, we had only two options: uh, our only option to take math or science. Yeah, maths yeah. or science, and somebody who is very daring would used to take uh, social. Yeah. So uh, I think family acceptance of any other course was uh, it's traversing. Like, yes. It's like it was like traversing uh, Mount Everest. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, that has yeah. got uh, changed right now. I was actually talking to one of my cousin. Uh, she is just sixteen years old. And I asked her what she wants to pursue. And it was it was so good to hear a different response from her. She said, you know, I want to have a startup. I don't wow. know what it's going to be, but it's going to be a startup. I'll do commerce. I want to study business. And even her parents were so supportive of it. They, they were not like no engineering or MBBS. They, they allowed her to make that choice. So I think that's changing these days. Yeah, times are actually changing, especially when it comes to startups. I mean, nowadays, when you hear about how many startups are, you know, starting up in India, it has progressed, it has progressed a lot. The, the percentage has increased a lot. Like the so startup I mean, economy is in blooming, it's in full bloom, literally. And that, that's a good thing. I hope we see an increase in, not just hope, there's actually a study done, the startups increase, you know, the entrepreneurs are actually females now in India, as well as more over the world, you know. So that is a good sign, apart from the healthcare industry jobs, that's for female doctors. But uh, yeah, so I mean, in the next slide, I've just added the same challenges that, you know, we are all aware of already. Some of them, the denial of opportunities, lack of encouragement and support. There's also one thing that we come across that a lot of uh, students, female, female students, after completing their MBBS degree, do not opt for postgraduate studies. So is it the same female societal, you know, gender biased uh, reasons or what could be the reason for this? Second, two things. One, her choice. Two, okay. maybe societal play. Pre okay. pressure, like, uh, yeah, societal pressure to keep it very short. Okay. So we are talking about, if we say we are kind of moving. But also the, the entrance is very tough. So <laughs> there is a catch over there. I'm sure females are smarter to crack it, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, actually, a lot of my female friends have cracked the recent heat and you know they've okay. secured ranks in very good branches wow. at reputed colleges. So I mean, yeah, they're getting the support and everything, but I don't know why uh, the data shows like the statistics show otherwise. Yeah. The thing is, half of them do secure their, uh, uh, you know, seats and they can, you know, move on. Uh, mm -hmm. The other half, what happens is they have discovered uh, uh, the other uh, non-mainstream goals that can be done. That is one. Mm -hmm. The other is, uh, you know, due to the uh, number of years the MBBS takes, by the time the person actually internship, uh, the family is very anxious about getting the person married and, you know, sent off. And the future of the person's career uh, actually depends on the in-laws, uh, which it, should, it shouldn't, but uh, that is what uh, the current scenario is. That but is again, the societal pressure, right? The society. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not it is the family who makes you or breaks you. True. Yeah. <laughs> so that tagline here. <laughs> totally, of course. That holds true. Yeah. But males or females alike. I mean, you can pull down a man exactly. easily. You can demoralize him as well okay but we don't do that I usually bring down a woman is I, a lot. I think women bend over very easily for uh, familial yeah. uh, uh, these things advices 
Yeah. Do, you, do you also believe that it is quite, uh, I mean, we've been talking about the challenges that females, you know, face, especially in the healthcare industry. But do you also feel that there are challenges, um, you know, that male, uh, the male gender also, you know, kind of faces and it's difficult for them also, or it's like, or it's a little smooth, you know, their pathway. Yeah, they're, they're expected. They have a lot of expectations to live up to. to live up that to. can be overwhelming sometimes. Yes, like of course. Don't, Actually, there are no challenges except the challenge we have in our head. Males or females. I mean, uh, if you take pressure, there is pressure. If you don't take pressure, there is no pressure. If somebody is forcing you to get married, you can as well stand up and say, no, I won't. Okay. That may not uh, be acceptable by everyone, but somewhere, I think if you talk about my friends, they're okay getting mm-hmm. married. They want to get married. I don't want to study. I just want to finish it off. Uh, I'll <laughs> do it post uh, Shadi. And that never happens. And or rather, happens. Yeah, happens. Right. reality is not many of us are really, you know, that headstrong to stand for, for their mm-hmm. opinion. Stand for you. you stand for yourself yeah. and your family should stand for you. Yes, exactly. exactly. Some like but, I, but, you know, some, sometimes you don't have so many resources to actually stand up. Yeah, there's so many factors playing in. And I mean, if it is a choice, it is okay. But if it is pressure, it is bad. Yeah. You, uh, you, you, very fine line, uh, you know, you just can't differentiate in some situations. Sometimes it just feels like you're doing what you want, but suddenly you end up somewhere where you just don't want to be. And it just happens in a flick of a second. I'm telling you. Sure. Dr. Naira, you had some talked about some, um, um, Resources, you said that there are some of the resources also that play a huge role. What sort of resources are you like referring to? Um, in in context of what you just mentioned, just like um, a few seconds ago, there are also some resources that kind of create trouble for you know the female. Basically, something. Do you feel resources are from the support of family? Is that financial as well? Monetary sources, yes. financial resources. Absolutely. I mean, if uh, I mean, if it was so easy for like females to stand up and say, okay, okay I want to do this, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be discussing this right now, right? So the fact that we are telling it's like women, we are facing these issues is like, it, it's been ingrained in us that we, we are particularly set up a particular ideal, you know, we choose careers according to um, whether we can balance life or not. And so like, this comes to like resources. So if you see like women who are from very educated families who are well off, they do have like, like many options to choose from. Okay. They can have like, who can look after the family, uh, who can look after you know the cooking and the other things like the like the daily chores. And so she will be more empowered to uh, use uh, a career of her choice. But if you see like people look from uh, like not so well of backgrounds then mm-hmm. they're forced to like uh like that change their options of like that changes the selection of uh, how they proceed with their career correct correct thank you so much there's also one more question that i had might have had to ask was um are female doctors also considering uh you know moving to abroad and practicing there rather than staying in India, do you feel around you, there are, you know, your colleagues who are kind of opting or maybe are you also considering or is that even an option to consider? Is life better there, you know, when you move out of India as a doctor? Uh, I think it's not the question of where the life is better. Right now, any person who has finished their MBBS and is looking forward to it, uh, to their post-graduation, uh, usually looks for one thing that is settling down as soon as possible. Okay. okay. And since we have such a very odd and uh, uneven ratio of number of MBBS seats and number of PG seats, uh, the next best option that can be seen by any student is moving abroad or looking at uh, some very unconventional in others' eyes uh, uh, courses. Uh, you can go for clinical research maybe or... Uh, uh, you can uh, go as a physician assistant and there has uh, uh, there's this chance to do MRCP when if you have enough uh, experience mm-hmm. in that project. So uh, people are looking forward. It's not just women, you can say. It's both men and women who are looking forward to moving. And mm-hmm. 
I think it's more of a question of how many opportunities are being presented to the person rather than, you know, uh, you can't uh, exactly uh, uh, define it as a gender-based variation. Rather, okay. you can define it as an opportunity-based variation. Okay. And uh, there's so many colleges that accept you based on your merit and uh, mm -hmm. based uh, you know how proficient you are in your language and how proficient you are uh, you know in I think that is something uh, that um, that we lack quite a bit over here not that completely not that we lack it completely but there are a few instances <clears throat> where abroad seems way better than here um, yeah of course I support that because uh, just uh, scoring marks in an exam only matters in India but in abroad it's not like that you have to be at research and many other things and which i think it's actually a good because i not direct scoring okay but i know the three of us we've been doing many research uh, programs since our second and third years so i think people like us uh, have to be supported in, in a country like india where there is no funding for any research at all and i think that is a drawback in, in the indian education system that is the reason i want to move abroad also okay Dr. Uh, Dr. Srisha is very, very sure for her future goals right now. <laughs> I will have some ideas if I can. I am going to leave a seat which I have in my hand right now to move uh, abroad. So I think I'm actually... And we all wish you the best of luck for your future endeavors. Um, why I thought the broad factor, like Dr. Patricia said, is, you know, that's more of an opportunity-based um, topic is uh, when we talk about the societal pressures and everything it's majorly because we have been in india we have to live with our in-laws and we have been living that because we are in india and in-laws are in india but if we were to say that you you know as a female doctor you move to abroad and your in-laws are here so doesn't the societal pressures and all of those kind of get on the back seat and wouldn't that actually make it uh, easier for you to practice, you know, even at night hours or um, bed hours and work more over there as compared to being in India with in-laws and every every place, you'd say? It's yeah, true. Sure. I, mean, I think uh, that is also one of the reasons why they are so eager to move out. Is to be away from the, those arbitrary lines that are being laid around us. I think mm. once you cross the borders, you cross those lines also. So mm -hmm. there's not a problem uh, when it comes to practicing it. And like we discussed the safety factor also, uh, because you couldn't imagine a, a, a person, uh, you couldn't imagine a woman here working beyond 9.30 or 10 in a, 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 any other hospitals. But you can imagine women working over there uh, well into uh, midnight shifts, graveyard shifts also. Mm -hmm. So it's the safety that actually comes into play when you're working abroad. Yeah. And also when you talk about abroad, I think everybody is celebrated out there. You're not, there is no branch shaming. There is no profession shaming. Okay. You're open to accepting. If it may be in-laws, it may not be in-laws. But in general, the society celebrates people over there rather than pulling them down. Yes. That's true. You know, uh, actually, the, the work ethic also over there is uh, something I was very intrigued by. I was uh, I was doing an observership in London for about two weeks. And I okay. saw that the interns interns over there, you, I think you know what an intern is, right? We uh, <laughs> 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 also have them in our industry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like the people who are just starting out. So in MBBS also, we have like people who are like just starting out and they call the a consultant by their first name. They're not like sirs and they're not like, oh, give course, me some work. And, uh, I'll do whatever you want. It's not like that. Yeah, in I think the, the respect forest, you yeah. when you take it's it's really intriguing over there. Yeah. If you take a um, female doctor in the Indian scenario, if you're sitting in the OP or you're sitting in your uh, in the IP setup, most probably a patient will come to you and only say hello sister, not hello doctor. Yeah. Um, okay. so that's a big tab. You don't want to be called sister, but you know that that uh, not everybody <laughs> sister. Entire nation sister. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's you, you, you. I mean, female doctors are always mistaken for a nurse. Yeah, and and the same male colleague. I don't know. Somehow they just get the respect of a senior doctor or. Yeah, also, now it's called a doctor, but a female doctor is called a sister. Yeah, yes. and also 
you know in order to exert the same amount of uh, i would say like effect on a patient like if you want to uh, say something to a patient very strong they listen uh, better to a male doctor than a female doctor they tend to take uh, words of a female doctor lighter than a male doctor i don't know why that happens but especially like, surgery my voice to some of my male patients to really you know put some pressure on them to take a medicine or to follow something okay they just tend to ignore the advice of a female doctor that also happens in especially you know the lower sections because i've been working in a government sector i have observed that a lot okay they mm-hmm. tend to, you know i don't know they maybe they are subconsciously uh, attracted towards the words of a male doctor they just tend to ignore the advice of a female and you know, i would say that the the the, the male uh, gender doctors are to be blamed for this because i personally i mean i don't know do you believe is is the blame to be put there or because i personally believe that that's not what it is it's just that it is ingrained in our it's mind ingrained our yes time. exactly it's the condition conditioning that happens yeah. from their childhood uh, they look at their families and they see the uh, position that women should be in and uh, mm-hmm. when they are suddenly thrust into this situation where the woman is the one who's commanding them to do something i think that actually uh, becomes a conflict for them yeah no i mean if you take the take the example of you know when we were kids and when our parents used to tell okay you're sick we'll take you to a doctor and we are thinking in our head that it's going to be a male it's going to be a male yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah. it's just it's just ingrained in us and uh, i i but we we can change it i mean but you know so I, i i i believe that might also be if i i could i have also been to doctors when i was young i was a kid and i used to fall sick and that's also it's the same thing i used to think of it's going to be a male doctor and i'm going to meet him maybe because that's what we see also more frequently because if let's say i you know in two years i've been sick when i was a kid i used to get sick so like 10 times so every time you know i think all 10 out of 10 were actually male doctors and that's why the 11th time when i'm going i'm you know automatically assuming that i'm going to see a male doctor that 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 might also be because the frequency is low that's what we've been discussing you know so far like how the percentage is decreasing if there are i mean is this true do you believe you also have you know have, are on the same page uh, maybe it's like the scenario is uh, more doctors who are having a private practice could be males because for for a female you know having a individual private practice is actually but male it is easy because there is a female supporting uh, him at uh, at his home so he can work any odd hours but a female yeah. can't do that okay a female can't work till 9 o'clock 9:30 pm and also no, I, so, i mean i i have something to add to that i feel like the older generation doctors are males but the ones who are coming up now there there are quite a number of females that i have come across in fact uh, i was going to address yeah, that now we actually see that i think now now we do see that because funnily enough uh, we humans have this uh, uh, you know habit of you know genderizing uh, any sort of things that are available be it colors or uh, be it anything else so when it comes to taking science uh, in your 11th or 12th uh, it many of the boys don't usually prefer sciences when it comes to that uh, they feel maths is macho so uh, most of them uh, that is what i have seen when i was choosing it so it was con- that sciences were considered the feminine ones and uh, maths is considered uh, you know masculine and i think now these barriers are slowly you know people are becoming woke when it comes to that and uh, these situations are being resolved but i think uh, it oh, has been uh, you know even in the pictures or old movies also uh, we were always uh, uh, you know we always used to uh, how do you say uh, a doctor was someone who was uh, uh, you know uh, always a male and the nurse was oh. always someone who was a female wearing that you know, pretty white dress with that yes. white headgear and walking around so i think that is also something that uh, you know uh, sometimes uh, a few kids used to get surprised that they were male nurses also so uh, yeah. that is something quite surprising for a lot of people and uh, yeah i yeah, think i mean uh, the stereo stereotypical representation uh, yes. the only where you can accept a female doctor was uh, as a gynecologist gynecologist yes yeah yeah so even if we tell someone for example me uh, i just had an experience today i just went for some cut or something she was like oh, i used to see you since you were a kid and all of that so what are you doing now i'm a doctor oh gynecologist i mean <laughs> or pediatrician or 
Yeah. Yeah. Is far behind. First gynecologist. That's all. Awesome. First, yeah. First that. And... She must yeah. be from the 80s, right? <laughs> no, she's <laughs> from our generation. But that still considers a female doctor as a gynecologist. I think we're all quite used to, you know, stereotyping stuff like this, you know, the specific roles that can be assigned to it. And uh, right now, as we get the, you know, information or knowledge about this stuff, that is when we actually start rethinking certain things that we have thought, uh, you know, were a certain way till now. So I think that is something very uh, funny about human brains that uh, we have to uncondition ourselves and then condition ourselves to the newer times. Of course, of course. And putting, uh, you know, uh, there you see a survey slide on my screen right now. This is actually um, exactly what you just talked about. You know, the gynecologist, the ratio, the orange that you see is actually the female and the blue that you see is the male. So as per four different, you know, domains, you can see here, the highest, in, of course, orthopedics is like, it's actually three. The number, I'll tell you, the number is three. As compared to, you know, um, 85 male in the field of orthopedics. So this is also one of the, I'm pretty sure everybody's nodding our heads right now, agreeing to this. So um, there's another question that I had in mind is, uh, I actually, and Dr. Suresha brought it up, is private practice. So um, what is a major reason that, you know, not, yeah, particularly female doctors are being kind of asked to start their own private practice? Definitely, I'm sure the first one is society. Investment. Yeah, we've been talking a lot a about... Okay. There is a misconception in uh, most of uh, most of the people that women can't handle business. And uh, in a private practice, it's like more of handling business. Yes, yes, it is the business, of course. But I think uh, the scenario is slightly changing now. Slightly. Yeah. Hmm. It's yet to come, but it's changing. Yeah. It's changing. Baby people, steps. Uh, yeah. It is definitely changing. But uh, most of the because older generation yeah. opinion that women can't handle business. So it's like only men used to have uh, private clinics and all. Of course, of course. Dr. Nella, I also had something. It about- can also be a choice. I mean, if you ask me, do you want a private practice? I would say no, because I want to do many more things than just this. I want to be a doctor. I want to be something else as well. So it is really a choice. Definitely. I think that, uh, you know, private practice is becoming popular because nowadays it's very easy to reach out to an audience through TikTok or Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. So, yeah, and if, you, if you're quite popular there, then you will have a booming business. Yeah. Earlier, it was like you had to reach out personally. You had to build your clientele over a period of time. But uh, I think, yeah, social media has a role to play in, uh, you know, why... Yeah, recently I consulted a dermatologist. Uh, I don't know her. She doesn't stay here. I've seen her through Instagram and then I took her appointment. So yeah, the that is amazing. That that is social media is actually been helping a lot. I mean, I've met Piper. We have been uh, doing a lot of posts now. You know, researching on how social media can help and assist doctors. We try to create content for doctors to actually, you know. Um, learn from it how to make the most of it whether it's Instagram it's Quora or some other places how to create an online presence so yes social media has been helping a lot so we have been like talking uh, so far we've been talking about the reasons and challenges if I would like to switch on to this for example if we pick up private and private practice whatever the reasons there might be for a female doctor to enter into private practice let's talk about the money now I mean, how is the money, how is the income being affected? And is the income being affected? I mean, what would you say? Does uh, the income also get affected? As in, are you talking about the pay disparity? Not the pay disparity here. I mean, we will be coming to that as well. But if they were to work somewhere and then to start their own private practice, how does the income kind of, you know, get uh, get affected over here and does it get affected does it increase or does it decrease with time i think again it comes to family if you're talking about investment you should be ready to invest in your daughter your wife or someone like Mm -hmm. to set up a private practice it's not easy setting up a private practice say you're a surgeon you need the equipment you need the theater you need your uh like the sterilization it's a lot of investment it is a lot it's uh, it's like because it's not just purely quitting a job and going into private practice. A doctor can 
work in two to three hospitals, work in a government setup, and also have a private practice. So it's not like they are not entirely completely dedicated to only one particular place until and unless it's like they want to make it huge. Okay, there are many doctors who are uh, government college professors and having a private practice in the evening. So it's not like they like a side side hustle for them. Okay, uh, their main income. I don't think it affects them uh, a lot. In general, if you're talking about pay for doctors, it is less. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So there is a disparity between the female doctors and the male doctors in the industry. The pay disparity is it about pay disparity? It's not that different. The pay disparity, but the thing is, in general, doctors are paid less. Yeah. No matter how much ever the hospital charges you for anything else, the doctors will get the same amount that they always get. But when it comes to setting up, yeah. so when it comes to setting up a private practice it is not a snap decision okay it is almost like a five year plan wherein you actually wherever you are working you are building a clientele that will be loyal to you even if you come out of it and that is when you uh, when you are confident enough that you will get enough number of patients to sustain you that is where you enter into a clinical uh, setup you know private clinical setup and if you're still not that confident you'll be continue uh, continuing to work wherever you're working right now and still uh, try to you know fit in that clinic timings uh, into your schedule but okay. there is a pay disparity i want to differ here i didn't know about this until recently uh, because i referred one of my male colleagues uh, into the same platform that i was in working okay. and uh, okay. there uh, i was paid some x amount and he was paid x plus 20 for the same amount of work that was kind of a shocker to me because i didn't know of it i never knew that there is a disparity he had lesser experience he had uh, i mean he wasn't uh, as willing to work like the female counterparts but he was offered a bigger amount mm-hmm. uh, that is something i so there is a pay disparity in the, the market which is Not a little much, bit, not not not, not a very huge disparity, but there is little bit that you know. Not only that, but for working in just like even other private hospitals also, if you go for any night duties or something like that, uh, for a male counterpart, they, you know, yeah, they just uh, give whatever they ask for. But for female, usually a female uh, doctors, you know, they they just hesitate to even uh, uh, you know negotiate for the amount. They just settle down for whatever the first amount is. But then males mm-hmm. are not like that. Okay, they like to negotiate and they come to a price. For female doctors, they don't even like to negotiate. Either neither the staff nor the female doctor likes to negotiate. I don't know why. That is also one of uh, an attitude I've observed in my female friends. You know, I literally urged, insisted some of my friends to go ask for a higher pay. But then they were like, No, I don't want to. Okay, I, I want to bargain only in vegetable markets. Yeah, exactly. That's what you get also. Because uh, funny story. uh so one of my friends i referred her to a uh, uh, this thing another job so where uh, uh, the first thing the hr asked her was mm-hmm. one are you married uh, when she said yes second one are you planning on a child or do you already have a child and then she moved on to are you planning to do a pg so uh, i don't think these first two questions are asked to every single male doctor that they interview so uh, that was actually quite funny we uh, were thinking like why does it matter but then uh, uh, they consider female doctors as a flight risk at any point of time uh, be it uh, uh, you know before she's married or after she's married when she's carrying after she's carrying after she's done carrying uh, a female doctor or a female employee anywhere is always considered a flight risk yeah yeah that is why they want to question like do you plan on getting married nothing soon na not uh, very soon na not in this year no yeah, it happens that What is that that is do you plan on getting pregnant i'm like <laughs> it's something that i just not planned when the first not to get pregnant you know because yeah. her will slow down mm. sad but yeah. that is you know i mean i am we we we've been having a great you know like session over here and discussion um just to keep the time on track because uh, yeah 
So let's, if I try to sum up everything, all the, you know, discussion that we have had majorly on the challenges and the reasons, let's say keeping those in mind, because we don't seem to really see that this is going to get all uh, changed in a matter of few months. This is a progressive thing. And I think things have been changing, like you all have said and agreed on the session today, that there are more female, you know, doctors who have been entering the frequency is high and all of that. The pay disparity is also not that huge. I'm assuming that we, you know, to see a hopeful future that things, things will change in the good direction and the growth will be there. Let's say for, you know, I'll move to the next slide is any advice or suggestions. So there are so many as working with Med Piper, I come across every day on social media uh, with, you know, many female doctors who connect with me on, you know, in terms of regards to finding a job and everything. So I would like you all to take this opportunity to share message advice for them because this will go online and it will really mean a lot to them from as small as how would you say, for example, Dr. Nella, I would like to ask you, you set up a teleconsultation uh, service, if I'm correct, as you said. So, I mean, how has the journey been? How did you start off with? Was the investment high? Was it affordable? And how have, you know, the service been serving you as when it comes to income and everything? Well, uh, you know, when I first started out uh, consulting on uh, a tele platform, I had no idea. It was a completely new territory for me. So uh, the challenges I faced was I, I wish there was more awareness around this. I wish somebody told me, uh, you know, that there are different options like after MBBS that are non-clinical, uh, something like this where you can, uh, you know, uh, you can see patients online and what what it entails like what questions you need to ask before you get into the job um and you know how how you can carry forward after that mm -hmm. so i felt like i i wish there was more awareness and more guidance regarding this uh, mm -hmm. in terms of even the pay i did not know how to negotiate and okay. uh, i was not informed what exactly were my duties uh as a as a consultant uh you know on a digital platform okay so, so how i so i would like to yeah i would like to tell uh like the people who want, who want to join is i mean research uh, do your research um talk to people who have been doing this and uh you know be aware of what you're getting into okay and how did you start your teleconsultation service, Dr. Nail? I mean, how how was the what was the process basically? Um, well, like I said, Pratusha here, uh, she was the one who uh, you know recommended uh, this platform okay. called. Uh, can I name the platform? Yeah, yeah, please, yes. Yeah, it, it is Cardio Track. So uh, what you do is uh, that was actually for insurance. Like we had to assess patients' uh, health, and then according to that, they will be segregated into the type of insurance they want. Um, so like, yeah, through friends and co common friends. And that's how I got into touch with teleconsultation. Also, uh, during the, the pandemic, uh, uh, there was need, there was dearth for uh, uh, volunteers to, uh, okay. you know, take up these jobs. So like, like that, it was available more at that time. Mm -hmm. So there was this another NGO called uh, the HUM team, which I joined, mm -hmm. uh, where we used to uh, assess patients and then, uh, you know, categorize them according to the severity and then help them reach to uh, hospitals and secure beds. So, yeah, through friends and uh, family. That's how I got into touch with the teleconsultation. Okay, so the if, if to sum up your advice would be majorly on about, you know, doing your own research and being aware of everything as when it comes to negotiating, talking and everything about, you know, that it takes in an interview. Dr. Sarisha, what would you like to share any suggestions, advices for, the, you know, other people, female doctors searching jobs out there? Well, uh, whoever it is, to a female doctor, I would like to say, uh, you know, women, you have to stand up for yourself. Nobody else is coming to save you. That is the truth. Uh, that is the reality. Okay. Whoever it is, whatever, even you want to pursue a post-graduation or whatever the job when it comes to negotiation, or whatever it is, you have to stand up for yourself and ask what you want and be clear with your goals, your perspectives and all. Try to communicate effectively. 
only then the scenario is going to going to change if you're if you're going to stay in the same position as you were before you're not going to move step out of your comfort zone and think differently the scenario is going to be you know pretty pretty much the same so you have to stand up for yourself i'd like to tell this to my also you have to stand up for yourself anything you would like to create uh, you know to amp up the resume basically to make uh, because i know that these days not just in healthcare in every sector actually creating a very strong cv has become like a uh, like a competition oh my my cv is more strong i have better strong better and strong cv anything you would say other than the previous experience anything additions like dr dr nayla said that she has worked with an injure as well you know so yeah. what would you think more you can do but uh, doing i think doing clinical research helps a lot in uh, building your resume because i okay. uh, uh, you know some uh, research work so i think research it matters a lot even for males or females whoever it is research is important okay. and apart from that also you know uh, trying to think uh, innovatively in terms of uh, you know having new ideas uh, trying to be in it also helps okay? healthcare should not be only just to you know treating patients uh, in front of you it can uh, you can help a number of patients just with your right idea can your life can change the life of a patient okay uh, for example take the oral rehydration solution oh very simple idea but it saved like millions of uh, uh, lives of uh, many children so like that uh, a small idea uh, in a similar research and it's very important in healthcare uh, field okay that has been actually uh, you know uh nobody actually cares about innovation in health uh, health sector especially doctors they like to i don't know why that's been like very uh, uh i have i have observed that behavior doctors hate to innovate they always i want to go with the flow want to go with the protocols and all but i think mm-hmm. doctors should also innovate should also go in that uh, field of course definitely thank you so much dr srisha for sharing your insights um dr divya i'd like to move to you any you know last minute thoughts advices and suggestions for other doctors hunting jobs out there looking for new jobs and start a career yeah uh, if you're talking about job hunting i think you should not limit yourself you shouldn't knock every hospital and ask mujhe naukri milegi there is a lot of other options than just working in a hospital you should broaden your horizons explore a little bit there are much better opportunities there are a lot of opportunities you need to recognize them tap on them and work on it that is number one if you're talking about women in general i think you should be more open to work and uh, you should stand up for yourself like the other doctors have said and your family should mm-hmm. back so it's a request to the families and the girl to stand up for yourself and the family to encourage her not pull her back but just sure. let her be sure let's say there is a doctor you know irrespective of the gender or maybe let's say for woman female doctor and she has been looking for a job for a quite you know for quite a while now and uh, you know job is a source of income for everyone to you know survive what would you suggest meanwhile while she is not able to get a job what is that she can do on part time coming from whichever field she comes to me that you know can support her or give her a stable source of income at least uh, i read this somewhere recently only networking takes you places more than your qualifications can so yes that works a lot you have to maintain good relationships in any profession not just medical anything i think we work that way right Mm-hmm. So, so i mean let's say uh, i mean that's what i've been i'm thinking actually let's say that it's too difficult for someone to find a job and spend two months three months six months down the line so what are the other sources of income that you know a doctor can actually female doctor can actually look out for can she get into yeah, medical um, what could it be i mean you're talking about the doctor perspective or females in general doctor perspective doctor perspective i think you can just open your instagram account and uh, just start networking you know okay. i think that's the biggest uh, this thing these days if you like i told you i do not know the dermatologist i don't know who she is i don't know where she is from i just mm-hmm. saw her profile i found her reliable i found her information authentic and then i took her appointment and she was amazing great so uh, you don't uh, first thing we should not uh, complain all the time ki mujhe nahi mil raha i cannot do it i'm limited Uh, first, free your mind. Look out for opportunities. Ask for help. Like uh, 
say Dr. Naila has been introduced to telemedicine through Pratyusha. That is networking, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, we can help each other. Most, of course, of course. I mean, female standing up for females is also yeah, one of the that's long, long Yeah. Also, um, yeah. Uh, can I add something like you of said, uh, she's finding it hard, right? So, uh, you know, we don't talk about med tech, like technology uh, in the field of medicine or vice versa. So yes. I feel like uh, it would be better, you know, if, uh, if they could provide courses in that field. Uh, yes. And, you know, we can develop, like female doctors can develop soft skills and uh, maybe that will help them to, uh, you know, secure jobs on the digital platform more. So okay. even when we used to go to conferences and all, uh, national conferences that too, I think Sirisha will be knowing about this. Uh, we really wanted to participate in the med tech, like we wanted to solve the issues of cannulas um, and different uh, medical devices. It was only limited to the people who have done medical engineering. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, uh, this chemical engineering or uh, biotech, I think. Biomedical. But they, we were not allowed to participate. Yeah. So I you were not like, allowed to participate? Uh, they, yeah, it was not for us. It was yeah. ours was only restricted to the clinical side. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I think so we. Uh, we uh, we went to a lot of conferences, uh, you know, with, so that we would broaden our horizons. We wanted to see what all was included under the broad umbrella of healthcare. So we were interested in developing, you know, uh, some uh, some gadgets for healthcare uh, uh, industry and also some ideas where we can solve problems, where doctors can actually solve problems instead of just, uh, you know, uh, seeing the patients. We were interested in that sector, but I think we had very less support in that particular uh, arena. I think even yeah. now it's the same scenario. I would like to say it's it's the same now also. It's mostly going to the biomedical engineering or maybe I don't know uh, whoever engineering graduates. But for I think uh, doctors also should uh, have an opportunity in that uh, respect. And actually, there was a in a conference there was a place where we uh, I think uh, we uh, we got the first prize for actually solving a problem through our innovative skills and all. I I still oh, have. Wow. That's how I, I was really interested in the field of innovation in medicine. But I think there is very less yeah. encouragement for women. I think, I think doctors are in general stereotypes. Yeah. I had yeah. a senior doctor tell me that uh, you are a doctor only if you have a step in your hand or a knife in your hand. I mean, rest other professions are not professions. Like be it research, be it diagnosis, be it labs. Be it just being an entrepreneur, maybe you can employ doctors. Why not? But uh, that, we are not encouraged that way. I mean, you are, like he said, you're a doctor only if you have a step or a knife in your hand. The rest are not doctors, according so to him. So it means that culture has to change. Mm -hmm. So there's more to actually being a doctor, you know, rather than just treating the patient. Yeah. You know? Just reading the page. Can you give me a few more examples of this? Because, you know, uh, at Med Piper, I think if you are following, we do a lot of webinars and um, we have a team of, uh, you know, webinars who are just who just cater to webinars and we conduct approximately 11 to 15 webinars every month. So that includes from talking about mental health to, you know, building a little soft skill such as social media, how to use social media to enhance your presence, online presence to um, domain specific uh, diseases and topics that we do. What would you suggest or give us, I, us ideas to, you know, work upon, for example, in terms of soft skills, which soft skills are you basically talking about that you can, you know, webinars and conferences can help you? How to build your business. How to build a business. Okay. How to build your business. How, how actually can you market your product? Product here is healthcare. Mm -hmm. Not just a product product, but your service is a product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. so you should be. There are a lot of good doctors, but they don't have enough marketing for themselves. Like they're just sitting in their cabins waiting for patients to come to them. But they don't know how to market it. Sure. So coming so, back to the doctors, sure, you were saying something. No, no, no. I just said we need to have more knowledge and awareness about that. So coming back to um, the doctors who are actually female doctors who are actually looking for jobs out there. Um, 
I think some develop webinars and, you know, the web sort of webinars we conduct and also the courses that are out there, the material, those might actually help them, you know, to get more and more learning because it's not just, again, as you said, about practicing or treating a patient, but there are other spheres also that can help and assist them. Um, moving to Dr. Pratusha, any um, words that you and Vice's suggestions that you have to share for doctors to hunt and look for a job? I think like Dr. Divya said, firstly, if you need help, ask it. Okay. So nobody is going to come to you and say, do you need any help? Uh, you know, asking. So uh, if you remember Kritika, that is how I met you. Uh, because when I actually texted you asking, like, is there any avenue where I can join on a job where I can help uh, in this healthcare? Uh, that is how we met. And uh, uh, so I think that's how we're have... actually talking today. All of us here. It's a networking and, that we just did. Exactly. So, and she was yeah. not the only one that I texted. I I think I spoke to so many strangers. I, I was surprised by myself that I was so daring to ask someone for help. Uh, because there were so many options visible before me at that time that I was confused on where to go. And uh, when it comes to looking for your job, uh, one thing is stay true to yourself. Okay. Uh, don't uh, uh, fake through your, uh, uh, you know, CVs. And if you want to build a CV, uh, like uh, we said, uh, try to attend webinars, okay? And there are open who courses, that is WHO courses, okay, which are completely free, okay? We have an app for that. And uh, you can find courses in them. And not only will they add to your CV, you will also gain a lot of important knowledge that is required. And, um, you know, try to, uh, you know, build your clientele, basically, okay? Uh, something, see, since... Uh, uh, healthcare system has become a business okay that is you can't deny it because we are giving out a service in return for something in uh, right so uh for your service to go out into the public uh the same way people are advertising for themselves uh you can advertise yourself not by you know saying ki, okay so and so services are given but how will you uh, advertise yourself by educating people basically you know you give out a little bit of information that people can solve by themselves that people can you know uh, inculcate in their own lives first test it out see that okay it is a legit information that you can follow and automatically you have a follower over there who will be coming to you for advice next right so uh, that is something you can do because you have the world at your fingertips in the form of these beautiful gadgets called mobile phones and laptops and this wonderful thing called internet uh, that is uh, you can say boon and a bane, okay? Boon is you can increase your market. Bane is because we have too many Google doctors with us. So uh, one thing is uh, trust your instincts, okay? Uh, there were many a times when I doubted myself whether uh, I uh, this is this correct for me or uh, should I quit it now? Is there a guarantee that I'll get this job? When I was shifting jobs, basically. So I think trust your instincts, okay? It is normally your sixth sense that is telling you, yes, you are going on the right path. Okay. okay. And uh, one thing is, if the environment is toxic to you, get out of it. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yes, your family may suffer for a while, but uh, staying in a toxic environment when it is clearly taking you nowhere is, uh, even if it's taking you anywhere also, it is not good for you in the long run either. So um, when you see something toxic is happening, just get out of it. Of course, you probably have to pay the psychiatrist more with all your salary exactly. during a toxic environment. Of course. Thank you so much, Dr. Pratisha. I mean, thank you so much, everyone, for sharing your insights. Final question that I just have, just like a yes or no kind of answers. How many of you present here are looking to enter into, you know, entrepreneurship? I mean, in the coming years. Show of hands. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's all of us. I'll, I'll do that too. If not in the same industry, of course. But yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. We should not be shamed for it. That's a big taboo exactly. that we have in the society. One thing is entrepreneurship does not have to stay in just one uh, department. Okay. Because uh, right. you are a doctor who's trying to establish a, a clientele or something. You need a person who uh, will make you look good on social media also. You will need a person who is business-minded enough to guide you uh, through things. So this is where this word called collaboration comes in, where uh, you will have to collaborate or connect with people of different departments or different uh, uh, 
uh, how do you say this uh, different completely different worlds basically yeah. okay so with them that is where you will gain the required knowledge that you need uh, to be successful wherever you are and uh, you know it's a mutual understanding more like a contract basis or uh, it's a symbiosis basically so you depend on us we depend on you that is how we make a very good home networking course, i mean so you were saying something dr divya networking is key i said yeah networking is the key i mean that's the reason why we are all here and i so much appreciate the terminology networking i'm sure we all do thank you so much everyone for joining tonight we'll be completing the session here and i think it it was an amazing session that we had not just talking about the challenges and uh, you know the reasons but actually you have shared so many advices because i we all know that there are female doctors out there who are looking for jobs who are struggling every day with just not job but actually finding a job the right job with the right pay it's so difficult to get it and they are still as dr pitisha said they are actually you know kind of uh, i wouldn't say ashamed but kind of uh, you know not out there to reach out to everyone online or offline to just connect like you know we we just connected here and that kind of creates a bubble and trouble for them to you know live around and they might lose on a lot of opportunities which is actually there in the market you know the supply is actually there but the connection is just not happening and i think you've got a lot of uh, topic ideas to actually connect again in the future because i'm pretty sure if you all love the session we have so many topics that we found here i come from a marketing background and i mean understanding how you know i see a lot of doctors who have been doing really well on instagram i see so many options and discussions are there to actually have discuss and i'm sure we look forward to many more discussions in the coming year and and i'll be glad to have you, know, you guys on board again it'll be an honor for me so thank it you so much it will be our pleasure yeah, thank yeah. you and kritika uh, one shout out for like kritika also because you have really organized yeah. it well such thank a short and well you organized it yeah. so yeah. thank you thank you for, yeah you coordinated and and just the way you speak also it's very warm and it's very like you know <laughs> approachable be Yeah, that's a Gemini thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because the yeah, fire to be very warm. I think yeah, you you with just the way you spoke, it broke the ice, and um, it was easy to like open up. You know, of course, of course, of course. I've been actually thinking of entering into the interview industry. <laughs> you should. You should. I think your interviewees would be very happy to have you as their interviewer. <laughs> and yeah, i'll be happy to peaceful. have guests like you you know it's it's actually very important just like for you know you as a panelist and as a guest for me also actually having someone to host having guests like this who are very interactive is very important or else even i would chicken out and run away but that is really a connection that we formed today and i sure want to continue this for many more sessions interactive and really productive sessions because i think the end motive is not just for us to have sessions but to actually help other female doctors out there and any other young doctors also out there you know who are kind of graduating and are going to start their career so thank you so much thank you so much for your time i really thank appreciate it thank you so it. much for this great organization yeah. thank and you so uh, much for having us thank you for had a lot of fun for this great session actually thank yeah. you thank you so much i wish you all a very good night and we'll just end the meeting here and connect again sometime in a month or two Thank sure, you. sure, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye guys. Bye bye. 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 bye.